Hi and welcome to the About Her show. I am Sangeeta Relin, an educationist, a writer and a lifelong learner. I also run an e-magazine for women. This podcast is about trailblazing women and their journeys. Women who have broken many a barrier, many a stereotype to realize their potential. If they can do it, so can you. Continuing to grow and evolve is crucial for our personal and professional development. Stagnation can hinder progress and prevent us from reaching our full potential. Our guest this week, Subhashini Prasad, emphasizes the importance of learning from all of life's experiences, both good and bad. Along with this, it is essential to have confidence as our constant companion. Subhashini believes confidence is the most reliable and powerful tool we have in achieving our goals and overcoming obstacles. Let's talk to Subhashini, consultant and an author, about how she has based her life on growth, evolution and confidence. Hi Subhashini and welcome to this series of conversations. Uh, where I'd mentioned to you earlier that we get uh, women achievers who we call women trailblazers to share the story of their lives with us. We want them to tell us about their journey, ups and downs, challenges, successes, achievements. The idea is that other women who are listening into them also get inspired, motivated to do, you know, whatever they want to do, to follow their heart and, you know, get out of whatever is holding them back. And uh, eventually, we want to build a community of women who are there to support, empower, mentor each other, be there for each other. So let's dive in. And of course, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah. Thank you so much, Sangeeta. This is beautiful. I love the whole concept of bringing women together. And uh, yeah, I love that we want to help them break from what they, what's holding them back. It's a very nice statement. Yeah, yeah. so lovely to thank you for inviting me. You're most welcome. So <laughs> fine, let's dive in then. So tell us a little bit about your childhood and early life to just get an orientation about you. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so I was born in Singara Chennai, as we call it. Uh, it's, uh, it means beautiful Chennai. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was only three years that I was in Chennai. And then we moved to Indonesia. That's where okay. my whole childhood was. I grew up there uh, and it was a very amazing childhood in the sense that I got to enjoy my Indian roots as well as uh, be Indonesian in my own way from enjoying their cuisine to enjoying their culture and also you know enjoy playing badminton uh, which I pursued professionally as a teenager as well Um, and then after uh, about 15 years in Indonesia I moved to the US to do my undergrad Uh, I did my undergrad from uh, the Kelly School of Business okay. and then uh, moved back to India. So my childhood is actually like, a, it's like a concoction. It's like a soup mm-hmm. of different cultures uh, and I couldn't have imagined it any any other way. Uh, and that's what inspired me to write my first book, which was called Not Really Indian. Okay. And that inspired me to collect all the stories and the quirky characters and the quirky stereotypes that we have as you know, uh, NRIs living outside and in giving it a womenly perspective. So it's about 10 women who've lived in India and abroad and oh, wow. how their identity changes. Uh, okay. So that's what my childhood is about. So it's clearly a mix of different cultures. 
And anything in particular you remember about the way your parents raised you or any influences from their side, your mom or dad, something like that? Yeah, I think uh, there was so much respect for every culture. So my dad used to say, you know, when you're growing up in Indonesia, there are some uh, cuisines like fried grasshopper, fried ants that you would feed, or frog legs for that matter. So yeah. my dad said, just tell me that, you know, it is something that a mother packs for her child, maybe as a different. So you can never show disrespect. Maybe you don't try it or mm -hmm. maybe you just allow, uh, taste it, but you should never disrespect it. So there was so much respect overall. Yeah. And I also remember that I was the first uh, uh, female teenager to go out of the house uh, to study abroad in the sense that from okay. Indonesia, I went to the US. So mm -hmm. everybody was against my parents. Um, they told them why you can just send them to sing send her to Singapore, which is much it's a one hour flight from Indonesia. Mm -hmm. Or just send her back to India. You have so many relatives. We'll take care of her. But my parents stood their ground and they said, no, she's a good student and she's won her scholarship in this university abroad in the US. Mm -hmm. And it's important that we give her that those wings yeah and I, I think that the, that just stuck with me right as a 17 year old to hear that yes which I'm means sure. that um you know they value my independence and uh they have valued I am I'm a girl of the house but that never stopped them from giving me wings to you know take risks and send me uh, to the U.S. to educate me so there was just respect. I, I feel like that is, if I had to summarize it in one word, in all aspects, in terms of yeah. respecting what we wanted to do, our talents, as well as the cultures that we grew uh, up around. Uh, yeah. So it was, it, so I couldn't, uh, I cannot fathom sometimes where the hate comes in today's world or, you know, how we mm. keep, like you really mentioned, we keep asking women to hold back. Um yeah, so yeah. I cannot imagine that having grow, having grown up in that household and childhood. Actually, it's the way you're raised, upbringing, you know, which makes all yeah. the difference. I mean, whether you hold yourself back or you, you know, go out there to do what you want to do, follow your dreams. Yeah. It yeah. has a lot to do with the way you've been raised. Yes. Yeah. And I think when they say muscle memory, it's not just your legs and hands when you play sports, right? It's all your core muscle memory in your yeah. brain. That That's just ingrained now. So... Um, I have a daughter and I think I, I would never want to hold her back, whatever she wants to do. So, yeah. and for my son, of course, same, same thing. Of course. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> so was writing a natural progression for you or was there something else that you took up before that? No. So I've always been writing when I say always, um, I guess from when I was in eighth grade, I used to write for the school magazine. Okay. Um, and then I wrote poetry. Uh, I also, uh, edited the school yearbook so uh, it was always a part of me and I actually loved it um, I really loved it and it at the back of my head I've always wanted to be a published author um, you know you, you see only the, the, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so one one tick of that uh, <laughs> yeah. bucket list yeah. but um, uh, yeah I've always seen the glamour of it you know book signing and uh, we used to stand in line for some of uh, JK Rowling's books and they used to come out and I'm like oh wow that would be so nice if that happened to my book um, so mm -hmm. I think it was a very innocent dream uh, which I eventually pursued probably more than a decade later after starting to dream it mm -hmm. um, but natural progression 
yes, in a way that I was always writing, whether it was in my own diary or uh, in school or even in college, um, I used to write. It was more business papers then because that's what I pursued. Mm -hmm. So I make business papers, but I was always writing in some form of the other, or some form or the other. It was okay. just to change the form into an actual book. Yes, that that was the risk taking, I guess, I pursued. So writing was your career goal. I mean, you never pursued business, which you studied. No, no, no. Writing it was my secondary uh, career goal. Yes. Business was always my uh, primary goal. And that's what I pursued also. So I went into consulting uh, after I finished my undergrad. Okay. And uh, consulting, banking and real estate. I've had 12 years of experience in these three sectors. And okay. I was quite an ambitious 20-year-old. Uh, <laughs> who wanted the promotions on time who wanted to get you know the right ratings uh, mm -hmm. for my work uh, but yeah that's what I pursued as a mainstream career and now you are into full-time writing <clears throat> yes I I took the break three and a half four years back okay uh, and I've been writing full-time just recently I have stepped into the career world again okay. uh, in real estate but that's been only six months but until then I pursued writing full-time yes Okay. So tell us a little bit about your latest book. Yeah, and yes. it's right here. Yes. With my morning yes, coffee. A second chance. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Yeah, A Second Chance by Subhashini Prasad. Um, yes. Thank you, Sangeeta, for this forum to talk about it. it it's always a pleasure to talk about your book. But yes. uh, And you know. if I may add, it was an absolute uh -huh. delight. Light read, delight, uh -huh. looking at you know, the society, people from a different lens, much needed because, you know, as a society the focus is always on the young the youth and yes people who are slightly yes. over the hill or even maybe a you know yes. i mean largely over the hill nobody wants to talk about their emotions their feelings or their needs so i think it was yes. very interesting and a very uh what should i say timely because you know you kind of focused mm -hmm. attention on that and i think that is the need of the hour because when we talk about things like you know old age and mental health and all these things yes. you know yes. somewhere we need to focus on this strata of society which has played such an integral role in you know making the youth be where they are today so yes yes so very interesting and so when I read the blurb I said okay I want to read this one yeah yeah <laughs> over to you. tell us about it yeah so uh, a second chance is very very close to my heart uh it uh, started it was planted in my head uh, as a story when in Gurgaon when at my son's preschool graduation in mm -hmm. one line it's about two grandparents finding a second chance at love and life yeah. uh, in a slightly longer form it's about Padma Rajagopalan and Naren Rathod uh, whose character has poured my heart into uh, they are two grandparents uh, widowed at the age of 60 plus and it's their story in terms of how they meet grandparents' days, how they meet, and how life actually changes for them, uh, and how they discover complexities in their relationships with their own children as well as themselves. Yeah, um, yeah. And then they bring out the best in each other or bring out something that was hidden, uh, and it comes out as they get to know each other. It's their mm -hmm. friendship transformed transform into a love story. And unfortunately, their children are not accepting it. Yeah. And yeah. then what happens? How do they fight or do they just give up as another act of selflessness? So that's that's what is the crux of the story. And very interesting. You see, when you look at children not, uh, you know, taking into it or not accepting it or whatever. So I think there is a, a bit of a selfish angle, uh, angle over there because I think children are looking mm -hmm. at 
their happiness, their egos, yeah. their social circle, they're not really thinking yeah. about their parents, which is actually yeah. true. It's a reflection of yeah. what actually happens. So great. Yeah. I've enjoyed the book and no spoilers here. But I really enjoyed it. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. And I know Sangeeta and I will appreciate that it's set in Gurgaon. So yes. all the more, uh, <laughs> yeah, a uh, secret that is close to it. Yeah. Well. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me something. And uh, as a career woman, of course, you were in uh, consulting and then now, of course, you're writing and then you're back to being, uh, you know, where you started out from. So any uh, challenges that you faced in terms of what you were doing? as a professional and also as a woman yeah uh, so consulting is it's not it's a very good career starter it's i think the best career starter in the business world is as they call it because it gives you uh, insight into many industries and roles mm. but it's very taxing in the sense that it you live out of a, suit, out of a suitcase so monday mm. to thursday you're traveling to the client site um when you're young, it doesn't matter, but then it takes the toll on you. Cancelled flights, snowed in airports, um, you know, and then hotel room, very erratic schedules. Yeah. So uh, I think that I was really burnt out. Uh, but like I said, as a 24-year-old, it, it, it didn't mean much. It was like, let's keep going, you know. Mm. You don't take a pause. So I think um, that one that that was one bit that was difficult the second bit in very um annoyingly uh at least in my early career which was surprising to me is i had very good male managers but very poor female managers okay i mean okay. yeah uh i would have always i always thought otherwise um okay. that you would want to encourage a young female consultant but i don't know if it was my luck the senior managers that I had, two female senior managers that I worked with, they were <laughs> they were hellish. They they made my life very hard. Uh, they didn't they gave preferences to the male analysts. Um, okay. They did not really encourage me to grow. They put me down a lot in terms of criticizing, which I thought was very weird. Uh, but on the other hand, the male managers were surprisingly I don't know it's some hiring method that or just my luck but they were equal they didn't expect that just because it's this uh, 8 a.m meeting both of us had both the female and male analysts were to be on time on what whatever they never made the exceptions or working late nights uh, hmm. pulling all-nighters they didn't make the difference and they gave good constructive feedback which I really appreciated hmm. um, and that's that's one thing as a woman that I uh, that I struggled with uh, that why did I not have female managers and that changed when I moved into my real estate company after my MBA I had the best female managers like oh, they okay. really uh, pulled me up and um, they knew and I, at that time I was also newly married and they knew the uh, you know sometimes what can hold me back in terms of staying up late or going to late night meetings or going to client meetings, um, the preparation that's required for it. But it was beautiful. There was a lot of handholding in a good way okay. in the sense that how to navigate yourself in a career. And that made a world of a difference because then I knew how what was expected of me, who believed yeah. in me and somebody who knew the challenges I would face at that particular stage uh, of my life. So, uh, I think as a woman, sometimes we're not taken seriously. That's what, um, mm -hmm. that is the challenge that I've faced because in consulting, it was a client facing role. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, 
sometimes when you voice your opinions it doesn't come across as loud and bold yeah. as as your male counterparts or all, also your male managers mm-hmm. and i think that took a lot of time to establish in my own way because even though i was ambitious i was not very assertive uh, mm-hmm. in and in a good way right you you don't necessarily have to agree with everything you can constructively put it across and i think that was a skill that i had to acquire because i i still am not very assertive Uh, and i think that was harder for me to um, build as a woman um, and i think i could, i was able to build it only when i had support of female managers it was easier to work yeah. on it they All put right. me in hard situations they put me they said they said it's okay make mistakes uh, maybe you won't negotiate the right terms but fall back on me mm-hmm. um, you know, we will take it up we'll go to the right, round two of negotiation push harder for you but yeah. do it push yourself negotiate you know be assertive tell them that this cannot work out this solution is too expensive for us as a client hmm. so those kind of things if i didn't have a mentor um, it doesn't matter if uh, if female or male but to have that someone who understood you know what you go through in life yeah, yeah. Uh, it helped a lot and it helped in a weird way for me to be stronger and more emotive and assertive Uh, which was very much needed if you if you want to grow in a career and you know that trajectory you need to build that skill it's important definitely and you know someone who understands you and comes from your own stock in the sense like a woman yes a woman yeah. will always understand i mean you may yeah. choose not to understand but it is yeah. just not possible that a woman will not understand another woman's point of view or situation yeah. we all go exactly. through the same things you know so it's just not possible that you don't exactly so so you have about her that's exactly why i started women for women because on insta which i started and it's just a, a simple 20 minute conversation mm. uh, every month that i do with women of different professions because i've seen these two sides where you have yeah, a good mentor yeah, yeah. who understands you uh, in your different life stages and then where you don't have it and she used like my manager used to see me as a competition like why why, why would you not want i mean there is no competition you would want to grow your herd right but Absolutely. it was not like <laughs> i think it comes it from a place of insecurity you know if you haven't been able to do something so yeah. it yeah that is i think one of the reasons yeah so, okay so now tell me something now you are a published author successful all of that just share a few tips to somebody who wants to be who's just embarking on a journey what yeah. would you suggest a few tips five six whatever is your number just share them <laughs> i'll do a, i'll do a simple three three okay. top tip um i think number one uh, i'm not going to say read a lot because i'm assuming if you're a writer you're reading a lot yes. that that goes without uh, saying um number one is please build patience uh, it is very important as a writer mm-hmm. it takes it takes a lot uh, you spend i don't know maybe 6 months to 1 year to write a book and then it takes one more year to publish and then when you publish it's you know it's a, a very different ball game to writing um so please build that patience and please uh, set your mind to the reality it is not all glamorous books yeah, and things yeah, yeah, yeah. takes a lot the authors who have reached there have worked tremendously hard uh, and there is a little bit of luck also sometimes you might have given your best book but it might not sell um and my second feedback is to that is to learn learn book book marketing because there's one thing to write a very good book Hmm. uh and there's another thing to sell it so yeah. Yeah. and right, third thing is write consistently uh 
whether you are having a bad day or you are having an over the top day um whether you know you having a writer's block uh, whether the story is just stuck just mm-hmm. right and that's exactly what worked for me um so second book i wrote every day first book also i wrote every day in fact first book i wrote it as a novel first and then i change it into a set of short stories so i had to write every day if i had to change the format um and i wrote every day for my third book as well and sometimes it it flows you finish a chapters and sometimes you just finish a paragraph and that's okay don't be so hard on yourself but write consistently it doesn't matter you can always go back to that paragraph and edit it or to that chapter and edit it but write yeah, every day if, if it's something that you want to pursue okay. yeah and maybe a fourth one is build your writer network uh, yeah. i think if you're looking at it as a career uh, then you can't do it alone so build it with the agents with other writers with editors there's so many opportunities to go to talk to them in lit fests or even online some are more open than others to replying to dms mm-hmm. but i've seen the author community is quite friendly uh, i've gotten many good feedback and mentorship from authors like even ravinder singh you know he's also from isb so sometimes i ask him you know i've gotten this contract do you think it's right and and they know the struggles so they're very very even uh, names like kiran mandral which i mukhi which i would i enjoy reading their work and but when i reach out to them they're like so friendly and nice and they help you so build your network it's like any other career build your network and of course uh, we work with suhail mathur who's our agent he he helps you go, get into a community of authors and published you know those who have yeah. a range of experience in publishing and writing so yeah build your network i think that's very important okay okay great great mm-hmm. okay so tell me you are an author now of course back to working and a mother yeah. like three different roles which yes. i think every woman has to play so what is your uh, way or strategy or mantra whatever you may want to call it how do you juggle these various roles these various balls and not let them drop i let it drop a lot i think uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, how do i do it uh, i don't know i think um, i think one person one of my friends gave me very good advice early on and that was you know multitasking doesn't work just divide your time hmm. um so multitasking in sense i used to try to do everything at the same time in this mm-hmm. sense that i would be writing and then giving my child coloring to color or you know what i mean that that's what i was i used to do but now i divide my time i have my work hours in the morning i i start my day very early uh, and i do my exercises i do my pilates get it out of the way to energize my day because i think that's very important to exercise mm-hmm. and keep your physical health sorted so that your mental health can be sorted mm-hmm. and then after work i switch off i completely switch off my mobile and i just dedicate to my kids okay. um so the writing bit now uh, i used to do it before they wake up in the morning but now because i'm i've started working i don't have that luxury in the morning either mm-hmm. now the writing time writing which i do is after their bedtime Okay. so i've divided my day or on the weekends when they are in their own classes or birthday parties i i do it at that time or podcasts 
recordings i do it at that time okay but dividing dividing my time has saved me uh, sangeeta i don't know how to tell you but i used to try to do everything at once like cooking and then cooking and then listening to an audio book and you know i don't do that anymore if i'm cooking i'm cooking if i'm with my children i'm i'm with my children if i'm working i'm working um and if i'm exercising i'm exercising you know uh, that is the only way there's been sanity to juggle so many roles like you said mm-hmm. and uh, trying to be compassionate to myself when i miss that parent teacher meeting scheduling or miss that <laughs> you know miss that particular uh, book post that i had to do or something mm-hmm. like that i just and cultivate that compassion self compassion that it's okay to let go sometimes sometimes you have to you're human at the end of the day yes exactly <laughs> so yeah these two things i guess has helped so now at this point in time if you were yeah. to look back on your life of yeah. course you have miles to go but if you were to look back at this point what yeah. would you think has been your biggest success and here i'm not talking about awards achievements i mean it could be anything it's up to you what do you yeah. think has been your biggest success so it was not a very easy decision to think about doing writing full time i had to forego some amount of financial independence for it yeah, yeah. Um, so when both uh, when not really indian actually did very well when the kindle version came out and during the pandemic uh, you know there there was a time when paperback was not being sold so at that time uh, the kindle unlimited i put it out for free for a month okay and when i came back i never checked my sales after that and then i just came back to it after two months after the period of when it was free because there were so many downloads the sales had just gone up month after and i felt so validated as a writer at that time because there was no one giving me an award it was not like i had a best selling mm. book but to know that it had spread in its own way in a word of mouth way was very very like refreshing for me because i i was always doubting myself why have i done this you know i let go of a good career path to do this as a passionate writer uh, yeah. you know but that was very nice uh, to see and the same thing happened with a second chance is when it's a bit different in the sense that they buy my book and now people are highlighting quotes uh, from the book and sending me screenshots on instagram or uh, even on whatsapp sometimes if they are known readers and you know they say this this changed my life or i'm i'm like missing narain and padma after reading the book so these are like i feel very big successes when you in a career i know right there'll be a promotion there'll be a, a change of title or yeah. a change of role now you have a team under you i know that but when you have taken this risk and you don't know these small wins seem very big um so Uh, these two i think instances when you, i have pursued writing has been a very big um, success point to me and validating that i can continue doing it mm. as a writer sure. so sure. yeah <laughs> so with a busy life the way you have how do you keep your keep yourself motivated to be mm. on track on point every day actually i just do it i don't look at the results so um i think uh, it's a very newly cultivated mantra before i used to just do it and then see oh has has the book i used to chase suhail our agent every every month when is it coming out have you heard from publishers you oh. know but now i realize that i'm just going to do it enjoy the process 
and the results will come as as they do it as as they come you know and then if they are not up to mark then learn from it um yeah, yeah. so i think that's the only way i've kept my i've been able to keep my sanity in this whole juggling bit of <laughs> career and writing um because if i was chasing results then i was not able to be motivated because even for example social media right you put up a reel sometimes you have thousands and thousands of views sometimes it's 100 mm-hmm. but you might have but the one that you uh, have 100 views you might have put hours and hours of your work and you think that is the true crux of you know what you're about and you've put yourself out there so if i keep looking at my results and chasing and tracking them i would be very demotivated so i just do what i enjoy and i let the results take their own uh, pace and right. then if they are very demotivating results then i take a call step back and learn from that that's all great great that i think is actually the right way to do it Oh, thank you. Trial <laughs> and error, and then I end yeah, up. Yeah, it is. It is at the end of the day. It is yeah. trial and error. See, we are all learning and growing, evolving. You know, as we live our lives, nobody has yeah. this. Uh, you know, perfect set of perfect, formula yeah. or perfect set of tips to follow life. It's just that you just learn from experience and then move on. Yeah. Okay. So, where do you see yourself ten years from now? Ten years from now, I I think I still see myself doing it all. Okay. <laughs> However okay. greedy that sounds, uh, I think I'll still be writing. Hopefully, uh, and I probably am a more stable career because now that I've I'm back into it and my kids are older, I think I can, I will be able to do both, yeah. uh, writing and having a career as long as um, this whole compartmentalization of my time continues to work, where okay. I can dedicate to work. writing and children so right. yeah uh, hopefully a more uh, uh, leadership role in 10 years in a good company and then a few more books to my name <laughs> so you manifest it i'm sure it'll happen oh thank you <laughs> yeah i i would uh, talking about manifesting i keep telling everybody i manifest a second chance converted into a movie also you never know <laughs> you never know you never, yeah. exactly so that will be a, another dream come true if it happens so sure <laughs> okay so now as a woman when you look back on your life or even as a person yeah. you must have had some lessons certain things which life has taught you yeah and on the basis of that is there anything that you would like to advise the young girls of today who are on the threshold of their personal professional lives i mean what life has taught you and what you think you know somebody should tell young girls i mean whether they listen or not is a different thing but your two yeah. tips on what they can or should be doing so yeah. what would you like to say you know this is something i tell my kids as well like we have these mantras that i write down for them and one thing i i always tell them is the secret ingredient is confidence okay. and and i think as women uh, as girls it's very 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 easy to lose your confidence yes and um and that is the most important it is going to be your best friend your strongest reliable companion is confidence so mm-hmm. um whatever you do whether you are you are very good at studies or at sports or believe in yourself you know or art uh, take the risks and believe in yourself no matter who says what whether it's your parents whether it's your siblings your peers 
um, your teachers, doesn't matter. You believe in yourself and go for it. And the result will follow. Um, confidence is is truly very, 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 very important and needs to be cultivated at a very young age, especially in girls. Because uh, the media will say your body needs to be some way, uh, the skin needs to be glowing, it has to be a certain color, your hair, look at my hair today, it's frizzy, but it's okay, I'm, I'm owning it. Yes, yes, <laughs> London, rainy weather, it's okay, it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So be you and be confident all the time, no matter. Failures are going to come, uh, people are going to, naysayers are always going to be there. But be confident and surround yourself by the people who support you. Identify them early on. So this is one big tip, I would say. And uh, like I said, my childhood was so um, so beautiful in the sense that it was uh, very nurturing. And I had a very good support system and those who always uh, edged me on to do better in life. Mm. But if you don't have that confidence with what you have to fall back on, there's no other choice. So build that early on, no matter. Just love yourself. Very yeah. Karina Kapoor dialogue, but yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would. That's my tip to young girls. And uh, where would you place financial and emotional independence for them? Very high, very very high. Um, please uh, learn about it early on, mm. uh, and. I think learning about money, skill building, um, emotional. I think uh, there are some, like for example, in, in the kids' school here, they have something called a mindfulness, 15 minutes of mindfulness after lunch break every day. Okay. It helps It helps them to, you know, breathe in, breathe out and handle their emotions and stress mm -hmm. and learn those skills early on. Uh, even if you're not implementing them, at least be aware of how to grow your money how okay. to save them, how to have your own bank account, mm. um, you know, and emotionally learn the skills that is required, whether it's meditation, mindfulness, or knowing to who your peers are, how to learn, deal with conflicts. These are very important. And I think it uh, life, teacher, life is your best teacher. But if you equip yourself with some of these very uh, simple exercises, like, you know, if... Uh, if you have in, in school here, they have a star. If you have a conflict and you're not feeling good, they just breathe in and breathe out as they trace the star. Okay. So simple as that, it can just level your emotions and make you deal with whatever conflicts you're go going through. So mm. I wish these, I learned only in, in my late, in, in my late teenage or in my 20s, these skills, but I wish I had learned them earlier. Very, very high. Even I think even now, with mm -hmm. so many new products in the financial world, I'm still learning it. Um, yeah, yeah, so just be open and aware and um, ensure that you are you're equipped to deal with um, and, you know, you can be stable financially and emotionally in the future. So, I think it's yeah. about, you know, being accepting and not, you know, living a cocoon or so such a shelter or protective existence that you don't know what exists outside of that world. I think with education, awareness, all this comes and women especially need to be more mindful of it because there are always, there'll be forces which will try and hold you back. So don't do it. Yeah. You know, your gut That's always it. tells you when you're doing something which is not right. Yeah. So okay. I think following the gut is very important in every situation, whether yes. it's work yeah. or it's whatever it is. You know yeah. you're going wrong. So yeah. don't. that instinct. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, build that instinct. And uh, I think also challenge challenge roles that you have to play. Why is it that 
the mother only has to take time off and be with the child challenge it challenge your partner uh, uh, or if you are you know if you are up for a promotion and you are against your going with your male counterpart make sure fight for your equal salary yes. uh, you know uh, because you are no less competent just because of your gender yeah um, right. uh, challenge it i think be brave to challenge those things i wish i was braver to challenge those things or more aware you mm. know or to challenge uh, these uh, stereotypes that very naturally fall on us right yes yes, uh, yes. i'm so happy when there are bloggers and influencers who talk about equal parenting or equal pay um, yeah. and even celebrities who talk about it uh, especially in the movie industry now they're very vocal about it it's very nice to see uh, challenge those um, very important because there is no basis for it it's just been there in our society for yeah. god knows how long and then yeah. you know we get conditioned to believe that this is how it should be but that's not right yeah. it's not true yeah it's not supposed just to because be. it's always been that way yeah 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 yeah, yeah. so it's that important. is no reason yeah correct yes. okay so in today's day and age when we have you know made so much of progress in every possible way more and more women coming out into the open breaking the stereotypes barriers and you know following their dreams and passions and of course then becoming successful you see women in every walk of life they're making a name for themselves right but uh, when you look around you or when you interact with people you know socially or otherwise how do you think people which includes both men and women take to successful women how do they take to successful women oh that's a very um, spicy question uh, i think uh, like i said i've had very different experiences uh, sometimes uh, women in with their own insecurities they show um you know jealousy or they don't want you to succeed as much um and that is very uh, disappointing to me mm-hmm. um you should be supporting your herd like i like we talked about yeah, sure um and i think it should successful women or men should basically have the same reaction right like uh, it shouldn't matter Uh, that much there's always a doubt oh if she's now uh, succeeding in a, in her career will she be able to manage her family yeah. why does that question come in um, it doesn't come in when my male counterpart is successful right uh, so uh, it's very different i i think when when you have a good support system they're always encouraging you no matter what hmm. so have this um, very fun uh, funky group of girls in gurgaon uh, and i think in my in my book i've did de- i've dedicated a thanks to them also because no matter what they have my back uh, and that's very um, very very rare to find right when yes, you are absolutely successful in any field so we have a dentist we have a businesswoman we have teachers uh, in that group but no matter what we're there for each other and i think that's the ideal reaction for a successful woman mm-hmm. um sometimes in in my own career i have faced that when I, once i got a promotion and my female counterpart she didn't the hmm. uh, same promotion and she didn't she was my friend and she didn't talk to me for a few days and i felt so bad i mean i should yeah. been celebrating the promotion but i felt really really upset that she didn't get it and then uh, later after three days she was large hearted enough to come and tell me that you know i felt bad i was jealous but you know what i'm happy for you so if everybody has that awareness uh, that you, you can you can feel it it's sometimes very natural of course, it's human it's you're human yeah, but 
you come over that and say, you know, good job. Let me learn from you or let's work together so that I can also succeed with you. Yeah, that would be ideal. Uh, but I think it is still a man's world, unfortunately, and successful women are sometimes mostly I think we're happy for them, but mostly we are a bit skeptical that can she still have it all? Uh, can hmm. she still do it? Um, or does she need to have it all? Which is my least favorite question. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, it's it's a mixed response. So you think men also react like this? That they also are skeptical yeah. about, yeah? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, the women, the minute, like some of my friends who had to move cities for a career, mm. uh, the first question is like, oh, what will happen? Will we be in a long distance marriage? Or mm-hmm. how will the child do it? It wouldn't be the question, right? If you were getting it, we would just like move with you. Or Yes. So it is there it is still there and i think you can't blame them um, because this is how we've always yes been wired to think Absolutely. it's just about challenging it and the more we pursue successes we pursue uh, our own interests and career trajectories or whatever no not just a career our own paths with uh, consistency and with resilience mm. the world will Yes, we just have to be at it, I think. Be consistent about it and we will get there. Yeah. Yeah. Always be optimistic. Correct. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So another common trend which I have seen, and of course you are, I think you're doing the same and somewhere even I am. But nowadays people are, you know, starting to do, if not multiple uh, things at one time in terms of their careers and professions, but they're also switching. So, you know, what they've been doing for maybe the first 10, 20 years of their lives, suddenly in their middle age, in their late 30s, early 40s, they decide to change and start doing something else. So like writing or, you know, singing or whatever. So why do you think this is happening now? I mean, was the earlier generation not aware of their passions or what was it? Why couldn't they do it or why wouldn't they do it? That's a great question. I think number one is awareness. Uh, mm. One is with our education system, it's it's split into two, right? Science, commerce. Yeah. There's no other. <laughs> uh, but there's awareness from all ends and there are opportunities from all ends now. Um, yeah. Because you, ha- you can have a, a career as a YouTube creator. You can have a, a career as, um, you know, a crochet maker and sell your uh, things on easily online you can make your own website very quickly so I think it's a combination of two things one is self-awareness yes we can pursue these passions uh, and it, there is room for failure and success yeah. I think for that is one and second is there are now examples that we can uh, quote now we know there are successful stand-up comedians there are successful yeah. um, you know those who have their own pod- podcast channels uh, or for, for that matter on the flip side there are successful CEOs uh, you know so you have examples all across to uh, inspire to inspire you and aspire towards so mm. I think it's a combination of these two things that uh, is changing like even if you see for example we have the show Shark Tank right in India yeah 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 
you see the variety of things everybody is doing. They are willing to take that risk because they know maybe there's a chance on Shark Tank. You can at least come there and showcase your business. You know, it's a consumer market, driven market. There are people buying. Uh, India is becoming a buyer's market. So it's very, very refreshing to see. And I love this appetite for risk taking that has come in our country, right? It's, Mm. It's driven by successful uh, startups and entrepreneurs who have paved the way who've taken that risk and shown that you know you can fail also but if you succeed there's there's a very big opportunity out there to make it big and uh, to make it larger mm-hmm. uh, so I think it's a combination of these two the entire market is changing as well as self-awareness yeah yeah and like awareness exposure so all that and you understand mm-hmm. that it is possible it is within reach yeah. And I think yes. that makes a lot of difference. You know, your aspirations don't have to just exist in your mind. You can actually yeah. make them come true. That's yeah. right. And, and that is simple, a yeah. simple everyday ideas. Like I think uh, I'm forgetting the name, but there were those there those two ladies who were making achar and they came on Shark Tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know. You they used to make it for their family, and then it's like, why not make it at scale? So yes, yes. yeah, it's it's just that um, you know that questioning which is becoming a a risk-taking opportunity. So. Yeah, yeah, that I think is there's more openness now. Openness, yeah. Yes. Okay, so we come to the final question, and which I normally word it as, or you know, can a woman have it all? But to you, I will say, should a woman have it all, or is there something known as women having it all? Why don't men have it all, or it is not possible? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would say yes and no. Uh, I'll say the yes first because uh, never hold yourself back from pursuing it you can Mm -hmm. you can don't uh, not pursue it because you think you cannot have it all Uh, and make sure it is your choice basically your choice to be a mother your choice to be full-time professional full-time mom yeah Uh, just make sure and be at peace with what you decide to pursue but never hold back the no aspect is it's it's cyclical, right? In the sense that you can't have it all, all the time. Yes. Um, yes. So that's a very, I think that's very, very important to accept. Uh, yeah. Like, for example, when I took the four uh, year break from my career, um, I had my passion with me going for me and I had my full time with my small children, mm. but I could I didn't have a career. Uh, and it, it's some, it took a while for me to accept that, but yeah. I accept. And then now, that they are older, more independent, I'm able to juggle it. So just the reason I say no is because you can't have it all at the all time. And it's just going to create anxiety if you pursue it that way. Hmm. Um, so there are some times that maybe your partner will be, you know, going up his career and needs to do those hours. Maybe you take the step back. And then when it is your turn, just make sure that you have the support system from him hmm. or the entire family that you go trails blazing and there is a support back support for you to yeah. you know so that you're not holding back but to accept expect that you know when your partner is also working many hours the kids are at home and you can also take a break that I think that's unrealistic it's unrealistic absolutely that you can't have it all all the time but yeah should you have it all that's that's a to each his his or her own yes um, I'm uh, I think it's very very beautiful when someone wants to be at home with their kids and be a full-time mom. That's completely okay as well. Or if you choose to be a complete professional and not want to have kids, that's completely okay as well. So 
just make sure it's your choice and not uh, it's easier said than done in our society but and yeah, not yeah uh, yeah i agree laid on by others yeah i think you put it very beautifully first of all you need to be realistic you can't do everything all the time so don't try to do it and of yeah. course what your all is should be defined by you it's yes. your choice this is what i want yeah. in my life this is what i don't and i yeah. should be the one deciding that that i think is very very critical you know we can't yeah. let others dictate terms yes yeah really. and that's that's only way you'll be able to be at peace with what you're doing otherwise it's it's very difficult yes yes i agree right yeah so thank you so much subhashini it was indeed wonderful talking to you i mean you you know like it's like i always say it's largely the same set of questions which i ask every woman and it is very interesting to see how we converge when it comes to our viewpoints most of us have similar answers and so i always feel when you think similarly go through similar experiences in life why not be together okay. so yeah so it was actually a wonderful experience having you i, I hope you had and a good time i did and uh, your questions were very 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 refreshing uh, i think uh, we don't get to talk about it as much success or failures or choices from a women's perspective so this was very nice and thank you for having me i'm most looking well. forward to others listening to this conversation and like you started this podcast to say that you know if it prevents someone from holding back i think a job is done so <laughs> yes i agree i completely agree with that okay so thank you thank you for listening to this podcast tune in every thursday for some more inspiring conversations with women trailblazers if you like the show follow us and you could leave a review to help us get better you could even get in touch with us on any one of our social media handles <laughs>